stargazers, and welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take anything astrological or anything related to the topic of romance, and I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I am so glad that you guys have joined me today. So today's topic I actually thought of back last month when one of my peers, surprise, surprise, close, being close to 50, was flirting with a colleague of mine, another colleague of mine, who was also a big shocker in her 20s. So it kind of made me wonder, okay, so what exactly causes this? But um, this is also a topic that I've also been very interested in, kind of like affairs, the, the who, what, when, where, and why. But today is it is the astrology of why we are attracted to either older people in a relationship or younger people in a relationship. I'm not going to lie to you, Stargazers. One of the reasons why I've been attracted to this topic as well is that I fall into the category of being attracted to older people myself. But I've actually seen it abundantly and it's kind of made me wonder, what, what are the dynamics at play? Before I begin this episode, and before I launch right into what I found this week, which is really interesting, um, I do have to say that this week's topic is gender neutral. So what I do mean by that is when we talk about somebody who is attracted to, say, someone who is older in the relationship, due to societal norms, we always jump to the conclusion of, oh, so we're talking about a young woman going after an older man. And vice versa, when we're talking about somebody who's younger, oh, it's an older man going after a younger woman. And I just want to say that for tonight's episode, um, being gender neutral, I've actually experienced both genders encompassing this. Actually, for older, you know, somebody being attracted to someone who's older, the one person who comes to mind is the infamous actor, Ray Fiennes. And uh, he actually did hold a relationship with Francesca Annis back in the 90s to early 2000s. And Francesca Annis is actually 20 years his senior. Um, vice versa, I've seen a lot of women who love younger men. Uh, you know, just it's just kind of they're just attracted to younger men. They're, they just love that dynamic. So, again, um, it is not strictly as societal norms have stated. We are kind of exploring this for everybody who, you know, kind of finds themselves in this sort of attraction. And like I said, again, not that there's anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with this sort of attraction, just a different attraction all the way around. The other thing that I do want to say is that it will get slightly Freudian and slightly Jungian up in this, in this, in the sphere, uh, tonight. Or actually, I should say today. Um, with that said, uh, it's Jung, I could see why Jung and Freud, actually Jung particularly, happen to be, um, very attracted to astrology and using it in conjunction with, uh, psychological, like within therapy and therapeutic sessions. Uh, astrology mainly does speak to the very archetypal primal levels of ourselves. And uh, it will get just a little bit Freudian up in here because there are some things in astrology that we can't ignore that uh, represent our, like our, our subconscious yearnings and why we desire 
the relationship with either someone older or someone younger than we are and the the astrology of the age difference as well too um, I promise to not get too Oedipal or too Electra. I, I don't actually think it will get that too badly, uh, too bad up in here. But, you know, it's, it's going to be going to be introduced in this sphere a little bit. And tonight's also going to be primarily uh, kind of focused on the just the individual chart at this point as well, too. But um, so to begin with, when it comes down to why we are attracted to older or younger people. So this is where we're kind of getting a little bit into psychology here. Um, when I was actually in my astrology class back in 2013, my teacher was big about, I mean, she always harped on the astrology of how we get along with our parents, which plants are responsible, the distance from the ascendant, so on and so forth. I think she was so obsessed with this because she was actually in a rough patch with her own mother herself. And I also kind of felt like um, there was a situation with identity in regards to that. But either way, um, one thing that really stuck with me from her classes was that um, when we're dealing with the astrology of how we relate to our parents, what was interesting was that the Sun and Saturn represent our dad and our relationship with our fathers, the Moon and Neptune, the relationship with our mothers. Now, the basics here that we kind of are going to be focusing on tonight is how close to the ascendant or far away from the ascendant, if these plants happen to um, be near the ascendant or the descendant, and what that means when it comes to not only the relationship that you had with your parents, but how that could affect you with it, with being attracted to older people or younger people. Now, this is not a definitive answer, but it's one it's one piece of the puzzle. So if you are someone who has either the sun or Saturn or the moon or Neptune on the ascendant line. So kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio in his chart, he has his moon right on the ascendant line. What that usually indicates is that you have a very strong relationship with either your mother or your father. It's a very close-knit relationship. In the regards of Leonardo DiCaprio, he actually does have a close, it just indicates he has a very close relationship to his mom. And on top of which, too, having a close relationship to his mom, I'd like to be inclined to say that, you know, even if he doesn't really fully agree with you as a woman, um, as you know, as a woman, he would probably respect um, women's you know, perspectives and would probably uh, respect women in general, too. You know, even if he might not agree with what a woman has to state to him, he's more inclined to listen it out and more inclined to take into consideration that perspective. Conversely, if you do have either the sun, Saturn, moon or neptune on the descendant just the opposite kind of like with david bowie um that actually indicates just the opposite that your relationship with your mother or your father was strained in the case of david bowie uh his moon actually was on right on the descendant line in the seventh house his moon being in leo 
Um, but he did have a very, he reported actually to have a very cold and distant relationship with his mother. And usually that is the case, whether you have the sun or the moon on your descendant line. And it might not necessarily be that the parent had a really bad parenting policy or they really failed as a parent. That at all is not what we're claiming here in astrology. Um, it just could be that the parenting practice well, um, you know, everybody responded to it differently. You know, like your siblings could have responded to it differently. And, you know, again, um, astrology factors that into account. It's just if you happen to have like the sun or the moon on the descendant, what that usually indicates was that you didn't agree with how the parenting styles were. In the case of David Bowie with his mom, he felt that she was just emotionally distant also, uh, what is indicated with his moon's position um, was that Saturn was really in conjunction with his moon's position. So that also indicated that uh, he had some distance from his father, too. But it also indicated that in relationship with his mom, she was also very strict and probably had some very high standards for her son, which kind of made the relationship even more strained and distant with him. But uh, David Bowie was actually known to quote and actually say, I think he was cited within his biography when he was in an interview, that uh, he was known for saying that mothers mess up their children. They notoriously are known for messing up their children. And, uh, you know, David Bowie was usually very lighthearted in interviews and kind of lighthearted in general. So when the interviewer laughed, I mean, they, they, they're kind of laughing to see if this was a joke when there was absolutely no mirth coming from Mr. Bowie himself and just dead silence, that's when it was indicated that he was absolutely serious and that something not so wonderful went on with his mom. And I would just say it was probably more of a disagreement with the fact that maybe she raised him to try to be independent of her and he just did not agree with that he needed to be nurtured far more another example that came to my mind when it came to um sun or moon being on the descendant line is my mom my mom actually has her son on the descendant line in the seventh house which indicates actually a distant relationship with her father. Now, also kind of similar to David Bowie, um, the Saturn was also is also near and is close to her son's uh, relationship or her son's position. And uh, you know, definitely with my mom, she did not agree with how her father, you know, kind of upholded the household. Um, in fact, you know, she found him not only to have really super high standards, like way above the bar to where she could not meet his standards at all, but, you know, just the way that he approached life, the way that he saw life, his outlook, everything really rubbed her the wrong way. I mean, it rubbed her so badly that she literally separated herself, physically separated herself in adulthood away from her own father as well. So that can also occur. But like I said, just one other example that I kind of thought of as well. Now, how this relates is, well glad that you asked. Let's just say that someone is like Leonardo DiCaprio and say that they do have the moon on their ascendant. But kind of like with David Bowie's chart, like say the moon is actually conjunct either Saturn 
or Pluto in this case. And, um, you know, say that the relationship is, so what that indicates is, yes, it's a very, you know, close relationship with the mom, but with Saturn, Saturn usually represents very strict upbringing, you know, really following rules and having rules set in the household was very important when it came to upbringing. And also having standards, like high standards, making sure that you go off to college, making sure that um, you are an upstanding citizen, making sure that you are more than upstanding citizen, that you're almost near a perfect, being a perfect person. Those standards were are were imposed upon you, or usually that this um, this transit usually indicates that these standards were imposed upon you. Um, usually with this person, if they've grown up with having super high standards, and I would say the same thing is kind of true with Pluto also being conjunct, um, like say the moon on the ascendant, that means the parent, so the, the mother in this case also set high standards, but the matters were of power, were regarding power and power influences in the relationship and how the child was being raised. We'll say that this person has this position and it's right on their ascendant. What that indicates is that while the relationship was close, it was probably like smothering and oppressive, like a little too close for comfort. So in turn, this person may be attracted to somebody appear who is younger than they are, mainly because younger people, they do not have a high set of standards as the mother did in this relationship. And younger people, they're still, you know, trying to figure out their life and they're still trying to, you know, figure a lot of different things out. So somebody with this position would be more inclined to being attracted to the younger person in the regards that it relaxes the standards and it gives them a little bit of a breather and a little bit of a break. Also, you know, whether we like to think of it or not, while our parents may influence who we are attracted to or how we were raised may influence how we are attracted to, it also influences why we make the decisions that we do. Sometimes it's like we just need a break, you know, and I think that's primarily what I see with the the sun either or the moon near the ascendant or the sun or the moon, you're the descendant and the relationship to the parents. It's like, you know, you're basically attracted to the, the person who basically gives you a little bit of a break or gives you a little bit of a change of pace from how you were raised. Now, conversely, say that you have the sun or the moon on the descendant or in your seventh house and say that actually, yes, either parent was very cold and very distant very much like David Bowie's mother. This is where this person would far, be far more inclined to be attracted to someone who is older in order to make up for what was lost in childhood. And, um, you know, it, it just, it, to me, it just, that's one thing that just really makes sense. With my mom, one of the examples that I, with what I've given, even though my dad is only 16 years her senior. Still, he's older than she is. So in some ways, when she was attracted to my dad, she was looking for the emotional support that she had lost from her father and also looking to make up for what she disagreed with when it came to her father as well. 
And I, I'm not surprised to actually see this dynamic going on for those who are attracted to someone who's far older, you know, to find to something that could actually help them from what was lost in childhood or help them from what was lost when they were raised as well. So as I said, stargazers, this is not a definitive theory. It kind of helps us to understand who I, why we're attracted to when, uh, when it comes down to it. But like I said, again, not the definitive theory because, you know, there are people who might, you know, go against the grain on this one. It's just one theory to kind of throw out there when it comes to the relationship with our parents. And like I said earlier, whether we like to admit it or not, um, any relationship with our family, like our parents or a family member who acted as a parent growing up can really influence us as to how we're like who we're attracted to. Like I never really met my maternal grandfather, but apparently my type seems to be I'm attracted to who he was, who, what he looked like, similar to what he looked like, which is dark hair, dark eyes. Um, but you know, we might come into situations like that, which can be very weird and could be just purely subconscious, but also, you know, our, our, the way that we are raised to and escaping that, you know, it's purely subconscious. Sure. But it does influence us whether or not we want to say, Ooh, this is getting a little too close for comfort, Sandra, or Ooh, this is kind of creepy. Um, not really too creepy again, psychological, subconscious, just something to kind of illuminate a little bit of what, you know, illuminate the puzzle that we are trying to complete here. But having this not being a definitive theory, our relationship with our parents, that is, I also looked into other sources as to, you know, what, what in the chart is causing this relationship, which planets are responsible, which angles. One site that I did find, um, it's entitled Divine Venus. And the author of this article had mentioned that um, not only the um, either the generational planets or your personal planets being in either the ascendant, the descendant, but she'd gone into a little bit more about the generational planets. Um, she had said the generational planets are usually positioned in either like the descendant, the ascendant, the IC, the Imamkoli, which is the beginning of our fourth house, or even the midheaven, the beginning of our tenth house. She also said that uh, when it comes down to the generational planets, you know, if we are more inclined to being attracted to somebody older or somebody younger, what's going on is that someone, one of these uh, planets or one or more of these planets, these generational planets are holding a particular influence on the chart. They're pretty strong in the chart and therefore very strong in the relationships or in the relationships that you hold. And the author had gone so far as to give the example of Neptune. Say that somebody has a very prominent Neptune position in their chart. One of their biggest faux pas in relationships is that they're easily deceived. They easily have blinders on, or they're more inclined to idealize their partner like no other. And due to the idealism, that's where the blinders come on and so on and so forth. So her theory is if you're dating somebody or if you're interacting with somebody like a peer of your age group, well, good chances are a peer of your age group is going to have the same position in generational planets as you have. 
just because that's how generational planets tend to work. They stay in one sign for a whole generation before they, they move on. So, you know, in the example of Neptune, if this person were to date somebody of the same age group, this person would be easily deceived that much more with this person because of the Neptune conjunct Neptune position in the, the synastry chart. However, if they date somebody who, like, say, is a little bit older than they are, like, say, this person's attracted to, I'm just going to go for it. Like, say they're attracted to a boomer, you know, and boomers, they, they, their position was, uh, I think their Neptune's position was in, I think, Virgo at that time. But, you know, that difference in the signs can help that person, like the one, the other person can help knock the blinders off when it comes to Neptune and Neptune's influence. The other person could get real with the other person and, or the, uh, this particular significant other can get real with this particular person and, you know, kind of really confront the idealisms. Now, as to how well that would work, um, you know, I kind of know from my experience and being attracted to Gen Xers, well, Gen Xers, they have their Neptune position in Scorpio, whereas I have my Neptune position in Sagittarius. So that not only forms a semi-square, which is kind of mildly disagreeable, but, um, you know, whereas Sagittarius would like to idealize and Scorpio's, you know, somebody whose Neptune placement is perfect for knocking the blinders off. Furthermore, though, I think the viewpoints of Gen Xers would be a little dark for me. You know, they have a completely different viewpoint about, you know, they have like a very dark, maybe even a Gothic viewpoint due to Neptune being placed in Scorpio. And they, it might be a little dark for me and it might be a little cynical for me, whereas my Neptune's placement is really in a very ideal spot. And I want to like kind of have hope that the, the sky is indeed the limit. So to a point, do I see this working out? I can see where the attraction comes into play. Again, having generational planets in different signs, but um, by the same token, how well that works out would be um, a big question. Now, while Divine Venus explained this for those who are attracted to somebody who is older in the relationship, this does work out for someone who is younger as well, to somebody who's attracted to someone who's younger, that is. So again, you know, say that you have a very prominent Saturn placement in your chart and, you know, being very stringent and goal-oriented and almost a little rigid might be a couple of problems. Again, dating somebody who is of your peerage group, that would heighten that, you know, due to that, the fact that their Saturn placement would be placed somewhere near your Saturn placement or would also be what we call conjunct. Um, however, somebody's younger, their Saturn placement is in a completely different sign. You know, like say if somebody who is a millennial is attracted to somebody who is Gen Z, well, Gen Z, most of their generational planets are in Capricorn. So right there, they would have a different perspective and also a fresher outlook and, you know, fresher outlook that can help you to not be so rigid in relationships or not be so rigid in that particular relationship as well. Well, with regards to 
particularly younger, specifically what's going on in that person's chart as opposed to older. I do have to say I visited a lot of informative DMs this week, one of which I think I've promoted this one beforehand in another episode. Um, that is of Linda Land. Linda Land is actually devoted to the late and great Linda Goodman. And on the site, um, there are lots of astrologers who carry it and breathe life into it and move it forth. But a lot of astrologers tend to go on there. um, They pose a question. And then there are other astrologers that tend to give their points of view. And uh, this week's for this week's episode, the research, it was actually quite interesting. So with Linda Land, when it comes down to somebody who is attracted to someone who is younger, um, what was mentioned was that uh, primarily a lot of the astrologers came up to Juno in the fifth house, the fifth house being in a very youthful sign such as Gemini having lots of planets in Cancer or having a combination such as Juno conjunct Jupiter are all indicators for why somebody would be attracted to someone younger. So breaking that down, when I took a look at, a little closer look at Juno in the fifth house, well, first off, it was interesting that it was mentioned that the fifth house is that house that is kind of mentioned for those who are attracted to younger people. The reason for why this is, is that the fifth house is very youthful in and of itself when it comes to relationships. Um, as we had covered in the fifth house episode, fifth house attributes are basically where we're we're starting to find passion in someone. We are actually at the beginning stages of knowing somebody. We're also at that point, you know, kind of like with um, Leo as well too, since Leo rules this house, we're actually at that point where we're starting to not only have a little bit of passion and a little bit of attraction, but we're also starting to flirt and starting to make initiation and usually in a very playful childlike way. So in a way, I find this uh, position to be very childlike as well. You know, having any sort of planet in the fifth house is very childlike. And so it would make sense that someone who has Juno, Juno being the asteroid that represents what we value secretly in relationships and particularly in marriages, you know, what really makes a marriage work for us and what we expect out of marriages It's not a surprise to me that somebody who's attracted to someone who's younger would have the expectation that they would want someone who has a fresh perspective, someone who has possibly a newer perspective on life than what they have been presented. The fact that also Jupiter was mentioned. Um, Jupiter can also be a very youthful planet in the regard that um, I usually liken its influence to being like a 20-something who goes off to college. You know, with with um, Jupiter, you know, usually ruled, you know, the ruler of Sagittarius, it's all about really broad views, expanding your horizons, really learning a lot of not only new material, but also possibly esoteric material, really like going, you know, kind of reaching far and beyond. You know, and that reaching far and beyond, that's what 20-somethings are usually exposed to when they go to college. They're usually learning very new concepts. They're usually encouraged to 
critically think about these concepts and think about things in a very different light and to come to question everything in life um, as it's happening. Sometimes, I mean, I know when I was in college, I even had to like question my own motives and myself as well, too. But um, Ju Jupiter is very much about that. And to me, um, somebody who is attracted to someone younger would also, again, taking divine Venus into, uh, into account, they would want someone who kind of not only gives them a fresh perspective, but also who can challenge their perspective and bring new perspectives to the table like new, fresh perspectives to the table. Um, you know, things such as, well, the only example that I could give is like, say, somebody who is my age, who's attracted to someone who's in Gen Z. Um, you know, Gen Z would have a different Jupiter placement. Like, say, this person has, um, Gen, the Gen Zer has a Jupiter placement in Capricorn, whereas the, the person who's the millennial has a Jupiter placement in Sagittarius. Again, while it's a semi-square, it's mildly difficult. The Gen Zer would give, like, practical applications to the broad views of the millennial. You know, millennial may have some really, really far-reaching broad views having Jupiter and Sagittarius. And again, almost like so broad, that's almost like a, you know, big dream, but not really a lot of reality meeting that idea. The Gen Z individual could give more of a practical insight, you know, still while upholding the broad view of the idea, could still give some like practical insight into that idea as well and help to make the huge vision also a reality and also still give it that nice, fresh, youthful, upbeat type of bent to it as well, which this person would appreciate in the relationship. Now, when also doing further research, because I thought with Linda Land, it was kind of skirting the surface a little bit with Jupiter's placement, Juno's placement in the fifth house. Um, I did look at another DM by the name of Astrology Weekly. And in Astrology Weekly, they actually mentioned that, you know, they mentioned actually Uranus being the primary planet that is responsible for the attraction to younger people, which I thought was interesting. And I would, you know, stargazers, I would never in a million years would have thought of that, actually. I, I thought that that was actually truly very interesting. Um, I, I can see where the astrologers on Astrology Weekly would come from um, with Uranus, particularly with Uranus in the regard that as we'd mentioned, or as I'd mentioned in the Uranus episode, it is a very quick planet. Um, it's a lot of decisions are made very quickly. Um, it's like an electrical current of energy um, where there's like a, a lot of high octane energy um, in any sort of relationship when it comes to Uranus. But um, matters are brought to the fore very quickly. Also, um, what I find to be very youthful is that there are revolutionary ideas that are not only drawn very quickly at a young age, but also discovered, you know, there are lots of youthful, you know, youthful applications in discovering a really profound theory that changes your life, whether for the better or whether for the worse or for both, you know, a little bit of both measures. 
Um, but I thought, you know, the planet of the revolutionary also being very quick, it seems like there's also a lot of more youthful energy in that chart. And in astrology weekly, uh, they had actually mentioned that um, it's not just Uranus conjunct either your sun, your moon, Venus, or Mars, which the con- the conjunct actually makes a lot of sense to me, but they had also mentioned if uh, Uranus is actually an opposition or squared these personal planets, that's also an indication that you're falling for somebody who is younger. They actually mentioned Uranus opposition, the moon, uh, when it comes to men's charts being attracted to young ladies, which I thought was interesting. Um, The dynamic there, and when I investigated the dynamic a little bit better, um, it really, to me, what it represents is that, you know, to have either a square or an opposition, which is actually very adversive, in the chart. What that means for that person is that, especially in opposition, they're wrestling with their profound revolutionary inner self with their inner most inward nature, you know, their, their heart centered self or their inner nature as well too. And having that, those odds set against them is really very tough. You know, they can't really compartmentalize one energy over the other without the other energy bouncing back and biting them. So um, it's really just a tough uh, construct to really wrestle with in the chart. Um, Really, the subconscious desire for this individual could be they have this, they have these two very profound themes at odds with each other. They could look for the answer in someone who is younger. And again, you know, Uranus representing younger people, they, they could look to somebody who's younger to try to help them fix why their revolutionary viewpoint is not at, um, is not really meeting the heart center of their character and they are probably approaching the relationship in hopes to kind of piece those two odds together as well. One other factor when it comes to somebody who is attracted to someone else who is younger in the relationship is the fact, and I almost forgot to mention this. So both DMs had mentioned um, an abundance of planets in cancer now, when I looked this up with your Tango and Elite Daily, they actually mentioned it's cancer because cancer loves to nurture. And they love to almost treat somebody, you know, somebody who has a lot of plants in cancer, they love to treat someone as though they are a child. And they're probably more attracted to someone who is younger because they're someone who is younger is childlike. And so it brings out that nurturing aspect to them. And that's also another factor that can attract somebody to a younger person as well. I know, fascinating, right? Well, wait till we get into what attracts people people to older individuals. You know, if you find yourself being drawn to somebody who is older in a relationship. So um, really for older, again, Linda Land and Astrology Weekly had all in unison had mentioned Saturn. Saturn was the main planet that really screamed out. 
And again, Saturn conjunct either a personal planet like your sun, your moon, Venus, or Mars. I consider Venus or Mars because Venus is indicative of what we look for in relationships, our loving relationships, Mars, our sexual side, what we, you know, how we're sexually attracted as well. But to have Saturn anywhere near these planets gives an indication for um, being attracted to someone who's older. Also, again, with divine Venus, Saturn being near the ascendant, the descendant, the IC or the midheaven, the prominent places in your chart is also indicative of it. Uh, Elsa Elsa had also um, recommended or had also mentioned that it's not just Saturn in conjunction, very much like with the, you know, somebody who is attracted to someone who is younger, it's usually Saturn being at odds with another personal planet like your sun, your moon, Venus, or Mars. Um, so Saturn, you could find somebody in a chart, you know, someone who is attracted to someone who's way older. You can find that Saturn might be at like, well, let me go ahead and give Ray Fines as the example. When looking a little more closely at his chart, what I had noticed was that, okay, to apply the parental sort of message or the, the parental sort of um, implication and indication is chart, his moon is actually is in the eighth house. So again, very far away. It's not on the descendant, but it's still very far away from the ascendant, indicating a very distant relationship with his mom. From what I recall, I think he actually had lost his mom tragically when he was a very young child. And I mean, if death doesn't give distance in a relationship, I don't know what does. But um, that really makes a lot of sense in the regard of the distance with his mom. And he really loved his mom, too. So that that's real. I think that could equally indicate more distance. And also with his moon position being in Scorpio, really facing a profound loss and really feeling that so profoundly. Anyone who has, you know, moon in Scorpio feels the loss of a loved one or they just feel their emotions far more keenly. They're just far more aware and they're just really far close to the surface than with many other signs. When it comes to Saturn's position, so the potential attraction and also the relationship with somebody who is 20 years his senior was indicated by how his moon was squared his Saturn's position in Aquarius. Now, um, Saturn in Aquarius, what that usually indicates to me is that your, um, your duties, your responsibilities are usually related to carving your own path in life and usually getting away from a family unit. So in this case, I wouldn't be surprised with Mr. Fines if that he had to take care and become like a father figure in the family and take care of the family after his the loss of his mom. But also if his decision to go into acting was not really agreed upon with his father, or not really agreed upon with the family unit. It was something that kind of carved him and in a very unique way. It was a way that he could carve his own unique path and something that he could work very hard towards 
and have it be his own that was far away from the loss and the misery that he had to face at a very young age. It also indicates, too, that he might have been emotionally at odds with his father as well, too. Um, the, the relationship with his father was strained. Um, and also to um, even go even further with his son's position being in Capricorn, even though that would agree slightly with his um, moon's position in Scorpio, again, um, you know, the fact that his moon is also kind of on the Sagittarius cusp, there's a little bit of a semi-square to also you know, a, a sextile going on. So it's like some days were probably really great and he could get along with his father. Well, some days were just a little tough for him. And particularly with that Saturn position, some days were just rough and tough. It probably could have been a situation where there was a power struggle in the, the relationship. Um, how this relates to how he was attracted to someone who was older, well, you know, if he was tasked to take care of the family at a very young age after the loss of his mom, and if also he was, ta he had tasked himself to carve his own path that was away from his family, not only to make his family proud, but also to really make himself proud. It wouldn't be surprising to me that he'd be attracted to somebody older in order to take the pressure off. And that's usually pretty indicative when it comes down to somebody who is attracted to someone who's older in the Saturn position. Usually that person had to grow up really quickly, they had to grow up very, uh, very fast. They usually had to take on a burden that was very heavy for them because Saturn usually represents those things in the chart. And so when they turn to somebody who's older, like with Ray Fiennes with Francesca Annis, he probably thought that Francesca Annis's, his relationship with Francesca Annis was really very refreshing in the regard that she had no expectations of him. And actually she could take charge for a change, whereas he could just kind of, you know, kind of sit back a little bit and take a breather from having to take charge all the time. Um, in relationships as well. And that is also very common. Um, you know, kind of like the above example too, with somebody's younger, you know, somebody who's attracted to someone who's younger, taking the pressure off, especially if there was a high amount of expectations. Um, I see this a lot with um, those who are attracted to older people, where it's a situation where it's like taking, you know, having to grow up and be 20 years older than they actually are you know, kind of taking the pressure off and looking towards a, to a relationship that helps to just kind of whew, ease all of that as well. Linda Land had also come to um, re uh, recognize and also had come to mention that also Saturn in the seventh house is very indicative of somebody who is attracted to someone who is older. And I thought that that was interesting because again, the seventh house, that's where we form very close attachments. Um, we form very close friendships and we evolve to marriages in that house. So already the seventh house is a very older house right there in and of itself um, with a very older oriented planet as well. And before I forget, um, somebody who also has a lot of planets in Capricorn can also be indicative of someone who is attracted to somebody who is older. 
mainly because Capricorn is considered to be like the father in the zodiacal wheel. Um, you know, the sign of Capricorn is considered to be the sign of the father in astrology. And so uh, Capricorn usually represents our elders and our relationship to our elders. And having a ton of planets in there um, really is, you know, respecting our elders, looking up to our elders, and also of forming close attachments to our elders, like almost feeling as though you are one of them. You know, kind of like with um, Saturn, you kind of feel like you're one of the elders as opposed to somebody of your peer group as well. Elsa Elsa had also mentioned one last thing, which is having Saturn in Libra um, can also indicate an attraction to somebody who is older, which I thought was also very interesting as well, too. Libra being that of commitments, you know, very strong commitments and of marriages as well. Um, you know, and it's a lot of this seems it's very interesting and a lot of it seems to make sense, um, especially in regards to, you know, I've always been attracted to someone who was far older for me and it made sense to read and to kind of discover that, you know, to have Saturn conjunct a personal planet, you know, for me, Saturn's conjunct my moon in my chart as well as Pluto. Um, so to have it be conjunct my moon, um, I just remembered when I was a young child having a learning disability, I felt like I had to grow up really fast. And my mom had actually warned me of this before I went to school. She said, look, not a lot of people are going to be as supportive as your father and I are of the fact that you have a learning disability and you're going to have to ask questions and stand up for yourself. And you're going to have to, you know, even stand up to your teachers, be prepared for this. But I remembered, you know, in the regard that um, having to stand up to my teachers, having to keep in mind my accommodations and making sure that that was um, being in place and, and implemented in a classroom, whether it was by myself or whether it was um, with the help of a teacher, I remembered I felt like I had, I aged like about 15 to 20 years right there. And I was like five years old when I was diagnosed with uh, central processing disorder auditory. So already I kind of felt like I took on a lot of burdens and I really felt like life was pretty heavy already. And it seems like I'm attracted. I've always been, um, I always was regarded as being a lot older than my peers, which seems to be very common with any placement of Saturn, and especially for those who are attracted to somebody who's older. They seem to be older than their peers um, as well. And with being older than my peers, it came naturally that I was also far more at ease, and I, I got along far better with those who were older than I was, as opposed to those who are of my, my peer group of my age or a peer group who was younger as well. So, um, I mean, a lot of interesting things that are going on here in the chart. So, um, particularly um, whether younger or older. Um, so, one thing that I did want to cover, uh, last thing that I did want to cover in this episode is, so like say that we uh, find ourselves being attracted to someone who's older romantically or someone who's younger romantically. It, you know, again, is this a bad thing? I would say no. 
I mean, I think the only negative thing that I could see is that, again, the generational planets are positioned a bit differently. There are different value systems, but there are a lot of relationships where there are age gaps. I mean, Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna come to mind. Um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, relationships where there's an age gap and an age difference where um, the relationship really is still very strong. Um, one person really is very respectful of, you know, actually both people are very respectful of each other in the relationship. But again, um, whether it's you're attracted to somebody who's older or someone who's younger, it seems like the, um, the individuals respect, again, the individual who's attracted to either or is very respectful of the other person in the relationship. I don't think it unhealthy. Um, I do point out that there, again, um, childhood issues are at play in this sort of relationship, um, how, particularly with issues with how you were raised. One thing that I would recommend is definitely if it is a really profound and pronounced thing, like with Ray Fines losing his mother. Um, I would say that if it still plagues you, even when you're in this relationship, um, to definitely go seek professional help. Or if there is a situation like you have, um, you're distant from a, a relative or parent because you might have thought that they were abusive and you have some issues with that as well. Definitely what I recommend is definitely seek professional help. Don't just look towards the relationship to actually resolve all your issues for you. But I think also um, one other factor is, you know, if you're if you find yourself that you are attracted to somebody who's older or somebody who's younger, also consider it's, you know, the attraction may not always be romantic, you know, or it might start off as being romantic, but it can evolve into something a bit more like I for myself, I know I'm attracted to a lot of older men. And I um, usually thought growing up that I would be romantically involved with an older man, you know, with older men. And actually, as the years have passed, um, I'm not, you know, like I said, I have been romantically involved with older men. But um, to be honest with you, it's evolved to a point where I can be also an acquaintance or I can also be like a friend and also look towards somebody who is older as a mentor and as a source of guidance and as a, a source of support. I also like to hope that I'm also wise and supportive of them as well too. But the same can also play out for those who are attracted to somebody who is younger as well. It doesn't have to be on a sexual or romantic note. You can also just be friends with people who are younger because you need that bright perspective. You need that fresh perspective. You know, being in the company of older people or in your age group is boring. You need a little more excitement and you get that from a younger age group. It doesn't mean that you're deplorably creepy or anything of that nature. No, it just means that you just prefer that the company of one or the other as well. And um, I find as long as it's consensual, as long as you're respecting one another, there are no, you're not kind of using the relationship and expectations, you know, kind of like the quote unquote gold diggers, you know, those young ladies who are attracted to older men just for their money. You know, as long as that's not going on, I think, you know, definitely have at it. You know, there are definitely very wonderful, healthy relationships that can come from this attraction. 
it's just very interesting as to, um, you know, like right now when I look at my peer at work, now I'll know what's at play in his chart, that maybe he has a, a very um, pronounced Uranus aspect in regards to his sun, moon, Venus, or Mars positions. And uh, like I said, just it's it was just very interesting to look up the information for today's episode all the way around. Um, so, Stargazers, I do hope this was as equally interesting for you as it was for me. Um, definitely feel free to quote wherever you are listening this podcast uh, on. You know, definitely feel free to leave comments in the comments section. You can also reach out to me at misek, M-I-S-E-K dot Sandra at gmail.com. Or at my Instagram page, which is at Sandra.Misek. Again, that's M-I-S-E-K. If you are interested as well in a free Sinistry reading, you can also visit my Patreon page and become a member for as little as $5 a month. That is at Patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology. But above all, Stargazers, we have a great blood moon in the sky I am recording this on Saturday, October the 8th, and in all honesty, we have a beautiful, gorgeous blood moon in the sky right now. It is just, it's so phenomenal. So definitely do not be afraid to look up at the stars and look at that gorgeous moon. It's just, it's just awesome all the way around. Whether you're just, you know, trying to escape Mercury retro shade at this point, uh, yes, retrograde is, has ended, but we are still in retro shade. So still, it's like the, the balancing point before Mercury goes direct. So if you're trying to escape the frustration of the balancing point, and I can completely understand, definitely that full moon can provide that wonderful, beautiful distraction along with the stars up in the sky. Either way, we're looking at the origins. When we look up at the sky, the night sky particularly, we're looking at the origins of astrology in and of itself. Um, so definitely feel free to take a look. I also, last I checked, Jupiter was also in the eastern, like southeastern half of the sky. Definitely take a look at that. It's um, this really bright, kind of like a yellowish and also a white uh, star as well as a yellow star as well. But above all stargazers, between next week and, or actually between this week and next week rather, I do hope to find that you are well and until then. <laughs>